Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Denise Bashmay of Denise Bashmay Realty. She is a top producing real estate agent in the Jacksonville, Florida area. And guess what? She happens to be my sister. Welcome to the show, Denise. Thank you, Leslie. I'm so happy to be here today. Well, I'm very happy to have you here. I have to talk about uh, your name first. Uh, We got to get this out of the way. Uh, To my listeners, I do not call my sister Denise. I never have. We've always called her Shelly. Her name is Denise Michelle. It was started a long time ago with my parents calling her Shelly. So you will hear me referring to her as Shelly, although her name is Denise Bashmay. Okay, so (laughs) we got that out of the way, right? (laughs) We did. Anyway, you and I were talking and we talk all the time. And because the real estate market is so crazy right now, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna have my sister on because she knows her crap about this stuff. And I'm just going to ask her a bunch of questions because it's so interesting to me and fascinating to me what's been going on. Um, so, Shell, what what did this? Why is it going crazy right now? Do you have any ideas? Well, I think a lot of things are in play here. There's a lot of factors going on because we had COVID, as everyone knows, and, right. and that kind of shut down things as far as getting supplies for builders, getting things here from other countries because our ports were closed. Uh, You know, we were trying to contain the virus and and do everything we could as a nation to make sure that, you know, we did the best we could. So in saying that, what happened was all of the materials, all the building materials, everything that was coming in basically stopped. And so then the building stopped. So builders didn't have materials to build homes. Mm. All they had was what they had left in inventory, you know, basically. Right. And so that was kind of the beginning of it. But I was actually busier during that whole year of COVID than I had been in previous years. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought we were all going to be shut down and it wasn't going to be a good year for us at all, you know. Right. Um, but there were so many people at that point in time still looking for homes that it just kind of dominoed and people wanted to move in spite of COVID, especially in the, you know, just surrounding area, people moving up or moving down just in their area of where they live. Right. So that was kind of the beginning. And as that happened, inventory just kept shrinking Builders couldn't build fast enough, and that's where we are basically today. It's a supply and demand situation, and it's basically in Florida, New York, the northern states, Texas, you know, all of these areas over here on the east coast, basically, uh, and in the north that have been really affected by inventory. So California was affected by inventory a couple of years ago as well. And so that's where we are. We're just in lack of inventory. Right. Well, you know, and is it because people started buying up all these homes, you know, at the beginning of maybe 2020 when the interest rates were going lower? Or do you think the Fed had anything to do with that and people's uh, decisions on going ahead and buying houses then? Or do you think it was uh, just a combination of all of that? No, that's a great question. Well, I think the interest rate has always been driving the market because it's been so low for so long. And I tell people, you know, they're giving away money right now. 
So if you want to get a loan, get the highest amount you can you can do, you know, with your debt-to-income ratio. Do the best you can. And don't put a bunch of money down. Don't pay half of it off if you don't have to to buy it. Take that money and put it in investments. Because if you're paying 3% interest and you can go invest somewhere and make 8 you're 5% ahead of the game. Right. No. So, yeah. And see, that's that's so smart. And that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to say, you know, in this crazy world and crazy market, um, what would you give advice to like first-time buyers? Um, obviously what you just said, but any other advice you'd give to a first-time buyer? Because I'm telling you, Shell, I, I know some of the real estate agents that are new to it, to this, uh, they can't even stay in business because, you know, they're not getting the houses that the, the seasons real estate agents who are trusted in the market like you are, who have kind of a team behind them backing them, uh, whether it be title companies or, you know, other real estate agents. So what would your advice be for those people just starting out? Yeah. So again, good question. So if you are just starting out, the first thing you should do is contact a lender, find out what your buying power actually is going to be. So What I mean by that is what interest rate are you going to get based on your credit rating? Because it is based on that. The higher your credit rating, the better your interest rate you're going to get. And then find out what your purchase price is going to be. Because you don't want to be out there just looking at homes and then find out, oh gosh, I've been looking way over my price range. And I like those homes, but now I got to go look at something that's less expensive and I don't really care for those as much. So. Look at your price range and figure that out. That's number one for first-time home buyers. And then we'll talk about competing later, but that's the first thing that they need to do. Right. Okay. So, yeah, because there's this thing on TikTok, you know, I'm a big TikTok person, as you know, it's getting a little out of hand. Um, but there was this guy that did this video and, and it, he wasn't even a real estate agent. He was just, you know, some guy talking about the real estate market, the way that it is. And he's holding this apple. I think, I think you saw it too. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, explain to explain to my listeners what was going on in that video. I'd, I'd rather you explain it. Okay, so what's going on right now, because there's such a lack of inventory, you have several people wanting to purchase that one house that's on the market. So uh, you will get, as a listing agent, I could get up to 12 offers wow. on a house in two days or less. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, so it's, it's really overwhelming how many people are out there looking for homes. So you have to have a very strong realtor and she has to, or he has to have very good negotiating skills, very good skills in selling the buyer to the seller. Right. And also you have to make sure that you have a very strong letter of recommendation from your lender if you have to finance because you're competing against cash buyers. Oh. And that's where it gets tricky. Oh, I didn't even think about that because yeah, they may or may not have the cash. And if they don't have the cash, then they've got the whoever's loaning them the money, of course, a bank saying they are good for this. Absolutely. You can trust this situation. Perfect. But yeah, somebody coming in buying cash and some of them are even forgoing inspections. I mean, this is getting serious here. Yes, it is. And I would tell people not to do that. Um, you can say, I'll take the property as is, but you can still do an inspection. Right. So like here in the state of Florida, we have, a, we have a 10-day due diligence period, and that's the period of time that the buyer gets to look at the property 
and do his inspections or her inspections and, and just really look at the property for any problems that would really negate the purchase price, you know, structural, um, it needs a new roof in, you know, six months. I mean, sometimes that's okay, but some people can't afford that. So just all of those factors come into play. You don't want to find one with a bunch of mold in it and things like that. So you want to be able to walk away if you have to. So buying a property as is, is the best way to do it. Not saying I'm not going to do a home inspection because you're really putting your neck on the line with that. So right. I don't recommend that. Okay. So let's say the house, let's just pick a number. The house is up for 200000 Okay. And the people that are putting the house on the market, their realtor is putting it on the market for 200000 It appraised at maybe one seventy five. Okay. And then you've got, uh, or I'm sorry, maybe they put it on for one seventy five because that's where it appraised. It went all the way up to two hundred thousand, two twenty, whatever. So that difference, if it doesn't appraise for that amount, if they do another appraisal, is that what happens when they sell the property? They have to do another appraisal, and if it doesn't appraise for that high, they have to bring that cash to the table um, at the title signing when they transfer ownership. Right. That's exactly right, Leslie. So what happens? is if it appraises for, say, $25,000 less than the actual loan amount or the purchase amount, we should say, uh, if it does that, then it's called the gap. And the buyer has to pay uh, the difference between the purchase price and the appraised value as additional cash at closing. Wow. So that's where that comes in. So you have to make sure when you're talking to your buyers that this is a very common thing that could happen because there's a bidding war going on out there. Right. Let's say you, you qualify for 300000 I recommend that you look at houses between two fifty and two seventy five just to give you that gap. Now, you're not going to get the lender to give you that additional money. You're going to have to come out of pocket with that because they're only going to loan you what the appraised value is. All right. No, that makes sense because I didn't even think about that because, yeah, you qualify for 300000 but if you're looking for a $250,000, $275,000 house and it goes for two eighty or two ninety or even 300000 then, yeah, it better appraise for that for the amount that you are... Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Golly. Right. Right. It, right. So the appraised value is all you're going to get the lender to to back on the loan. That's it. Okay. Girl. I mean, and yeah. and I know that even in our neighborhood, and I know we were talking the other day, um, in our neighborhood, the houses go up one day, and in one day, it's sold. In one day, it is sold here. It's nuts. Right. And and I think one of the biggest issues we're having is we're having an influx of people from California, Arizona. Chicago, New York, New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. just all all over the place. And they're all coming here because we have lower taxes in some situations. I mean, the cost of living actually is less here than it is in those states. Right. So with COVID and everything else, people are really looking at their financial situations right now and going, hey, if I move here, when I retire, I'll have a nicer retirement. Or I can move here and I can buy more house for my money. Right. Or, so, yeah, or, hey, I can move yeah. to Florida because I was going to move there anyway. May as well do it now. Save some money. You know, those kinds of things, too. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Prices are going up. Yeah. So oh, that's girl. another factor. That was mm -hmm. another thing. In our neighborhood, I was just like we were talking about, in our neighborhood, one of the houses that went up, it went for 100000 more than any other house had in our neighborhood ever before. 100000 more. It was just right. nuts. Um, that does not surprise me. I mean, it seems like, oh my gosh, you know, I mean, two years ago, that would have surprised me a lot. But now it doesn't surprise me at all. 
Right. You know, we live in a small suburb of Dallas, Fort Worth called Keller, and they're calling us the Californians because <laughs> everybody from California, well, not everybody, but there's a lot of people from California moving here. You got some good wine going on. You got some wine. Hey, man, we got Texas wine. You know, hey, we, we don't have anything on Napa, but you know, whatever. We've got some Texas wine. You know, put on your cowboy boots and put a hat on. You'll never notice it. It's not from Napa. You know, <laughs> right. you know? it's all good. It's all good. It's- so I was going to do a little session with you about just sister stuff. Um, and I don't even know where I was going to go with this, but I just thought it'd be kind of fun. So to my audience, uh, my sister is four years older than I am. And we are not talking about ages. We're not going to talk about our ages. So you don't even ask. Because um, <laughs> that will not be revealed. Go there. Wait, I was 29 yesterday. So that's I don't right. know about that's, Yeah. Full disclosure, my sister's birthday was yesterday and mine was on the third. So we, we were really close in birthdays. But my sister, uh, you know, you guys all know about my childhood. Wouldn't, our childhood wasn't the best. And we don't talk about all that. And it's fine. And we're, we're over all that. You know, we come out stronger on the other end. And and we're all doing well. But my sister, she was the protector. And she was always put in charge. (laughs) Regardless. Whether I could do it or not. I know, I know. Because think about it. It's like the blind leading the blind. I mean, we're all stair steps. Like my sister's only four years older than me. So, you know, it's not like she's that much older. You know, when she's 13, I'm nine. So it's not like, you know, there's this big, huge gap, right? So uh, it was just funny growing up in the 70s and 80s. It was just so funny with my sister because she you know, she, she would try to be like mom and it certainly taught her how to be a mom when she became a mom. Shell, do you have any fun memories you wanted to share with the uh, audience? Well, I have something funny that I used to do with you kids and, <laughs> and you know, I'm the authoritarian, right? So <laughs> I'm like, I got the power. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> so anyway, we have two brothers, Mike and Terry and Leslie's the youngest. So really stair step. So there's four of us. And there's four years difference between Leslie and I, and she's the youngest. So there you go. My mom and dad were not wasting time. They were not wasting any time. They did not wait. They, 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 did, they knew they wanted four, I guess, and they had them. So <laughs> get it over with. That's so nice. anyway, when I got older, say 12, 13, my parents would leave my brothers and sisters with me while they went to work. And my two brothers would start fussing and, you know, kicking at each other. And and then, you know, Mike would say, you better start running to Terry, you know. (laughs) And Terry would irritate him. And then all of a sudden they're having these, you know, wrestling matches. And I'd say, well, everybody has to go to the room. That was our big punishment back in the day. Everybody go to the room. Yeah. (laughs) Just go to your room. And Leslie's like, what? I didn't do it. (laughs) Just go to your room anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, everyone went to their room, and I told them, I said, if if you guys don't behave, I'm going to tell Dad. Well, that was a big no-no, because if you told Dad anything, you were going to get it. Yeah. So I would tell the kids that, and so they would listen to me because I said that, which was ingenious of me to use, I think. But anyway, they were all in their rooms, and they're like, Shelly, can we get out now? And I'm like, all right, but you all have to come out and kiss each other before you can oh get out of your Oh, my God, room. I hated that. Kiss and make up. Oh, my God. You were so Kiss mean. and make up, you know. <laughs> Talk about passive aggressiveness, right? It really was. But, it, you know, it kind of diffused the situation for a little while until it all started all over again. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, fun. that was so funny. Um, but we do have good childhood memories. We had a great dog being useless. You see, was... <laughs> Mike's dog, actually. 
and she was named useless because she was a bird dog, but she was gun shy. So um, don't figure that out. But yeah. anyway, you know, we had great dogs in our lives. We had really, we lived out kind of in the country and it wasn't too bad, you know. Yeah. For back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we... Played until, yeah, I played outside until dark, you know, what kind of thing. Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, you know, we were not inside during the day when mom, you know, especially when mom was home, because she was a nurse and she would work kind of odd hours. So it was kind of, it ran the gamut as to when show would have to watch us because our father was a, a, was a car salesman. So he had a pretty steady job, but I think he did work late some nights. So there are times when my mom would be work at night or my dad would be working late or she'd be working. Anyway, you get the story. So, but I'm telling you, when they were home, we have to be out of the house. <laughs> it's like... If you have to go to the restroom, you're kind of SOL. You know what I mean? If you're thirsty, you're grabbing the hose outside, you know? (laughs) Take a drink right from the hose. (laughs) I mean, it was just like, but you know, that's just, everybody did that. Like, it wasn't just us. Everybody, you know... When the street lights start coming on. Yeah, the parents would say, hey, come in when the street light comes on or come in when it's dark. You know, I mean, that was just the way it was back then. And you just stayed outside all day unless you had to go in for lunch or some other. Maybe you had to go to the bathroom or something. But that was about it. You know, and that was mom's time to decompress. And she'd sit in there and watch her soap operas because soap operas were so popular back then. And she would sew. She sewed a lot. She sewed a lot of our clothes and stuff. She enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, 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 that was her quiet time. So and parents today, unfortunately, can't just say, hey, kids, go outside, run around, have fun because of the world we live in today. I don't know. It might have been bad back then, too, but we didn't talk about it. So we didn't know. I I do think that I don't know if it was quite as bad, but it was probably not that great. But I think that because everybody did it, you had that comfort of all the other kids were with you. So it wasn't maybe as prevalent. I don't know. I'm sure kidnapping still went on. I'm sure all the bad things still went on. Maybe we just didn't have the reporting on it like we do now. But I remember the Christmases mom would have for us, Shell. Do you remember those days when it was she made them like magic, didn't she? It was she was all about the holidays. I mean, she even did stuff for May Day. Okay, I know <laughs> May first, man. We got a basket on our door handle. We had a little May Day basket. Isn't that funny? And I, I used to do it, and then I kind of stopped doing. It. I don't know why, but yeah, she did that. But for Christmas, oh my gosh, you guys, you know, we'd have our regular gifts and stuff, you know, that she put under there. But mom made a point to buy a bunch of small things and she'd wrap all of them individually up and fill the stockings and do all the things, right? To where the next morning, we really were convinced magic happened the next morning too. So... And girl, I still believe in that. I still do that for my own kids. And I tell you, it's just, it's so much fun. And she made it so magical. And I, I know she's listening right now. She's got to be, and I know she's smiling down on us saying, oh, my girls are talking and she, they're on Leslie's podcast. I could just hear her say it now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and she was funny too. She was. Oh, she, she had was, a sense of she humor. She had a great sense of humor. She did, and you know, and guess what, guys? My sister doesn't think I'm insane by talking to my mom. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I know. I know. She totally gets we're, me. It's okay. We're both insane, so it's fine. Yeah. Well, we are. Yeah, we are. We twitch a little bit, but we're okay. Yeah. Other than that. <laughs> well, it's just that sibling crap you have to go through. Even when you're an adult, you have to go through some of that stuff. But you know, you come out on the other end just fine. So, um. But what I was going to ask you, tell me your predictions back to the real estate thing, though. What are your predictions on the coming year, two years, three years out? What do you think the real estate market's going to do, Shell? Okay, so, you know, this is my opinion, but I think that what's happening right now is we have been undervalued for a very long time. Mm-hmm. 
And because of that, we have the room for our prices to go up in Texas and in Florida and, you know, in Georgia and other states that really had a very low level of purchase price here. I've had people come into town and say, wow, you can buy, you know, this house in California would be, it's a $500,000 house. This house would be a million and a half, you know. Yeah, they were mm -hmm. probably so overpriced. Some of these areas in New York and California, and don't get me wrong, they're beautiful places, but some are so overpriced and we were so underpriced. But I think that part's kind of leveling out. Yeah, I think eventually in the next couple of years, things will level out again. I still predict that we'll have about an 8% increase overall this year. Uh, the next six months because we're still going up because as long as you have a lack of inventory and, and the, you know, the good old supply and demand situation going on, you're going to have people competing and you're going to have people paying more for houses. Right. So that is going to keep going until, you know, things kind of level out and probably in the next year or two, who knows, it could be longer. But even if you bought a house right now in our area, you would still have equity in a six-month period of time. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you know, 8% or more, just depending. It's still a good time to buy a house. You just have to have a good strategy. Right. And I still don't see the interest rates going up from the feds anytime soon, right? Is that kind of an accurate statement there? Well, I don't see it going up anytime soon this year. Uh, I think they'll reassess everything next year. But, you know, we're still recovering from COVID and the situation that we were in with restaurants losing their businesses and, you know, just all the things that happened to our economy that really hurt a lot of people. So because of that, I think the Fed's going to kind of keep things where they are right now and let us all recover and then, you know, maybe do something later on down the line. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, not that I'm the expert, my sister is, but I agree with her on a lot of those other things because it's true. <clears throat> and that's why she's so good at what she does, guys. So if any of my friends or any of my listeners are in the Jacksonville, Florida area, and I'm not kidding, all of Jacksonville, and you're looking for a house, you're looking to rent a property, you're looking to flip a house, you are a corporate trying to relocate. She's an expert in all that too, even commercial real estate. I'm giving you my sister's kudos because I'm telling you, she's the best at what she does. And uh, I'm so proud of her. And she needs all the praise she can get because, guys, she is so good. And she will take good care of you. So she'll tell everyone where they can find you on the Internet or do you have a website? Okay, thanks for that. Um, First of all, I just want people to know I want to help them. The best thing that I can do for you is help you make the best financial decision for you and your family, uh, you and yourself. So the best way to reach me is, uh, I have a website, it's denisebash.com, it's D-E-N-I-S-E, B as in boy, A-S-H, like the party, dot com. You can also reach me at area code 904-568-5198, be happy to answer any questions you might have, and I just look forward to hearing from you guys. If you want to move to the area, I'll tell you, I, my husband's actually in the business too, Jeff. And we are here to help. Right. That's what we do. That's where we get the bash may part. Yeah. For the price of one with us. Yeah, you get two for the price of one. Yeah, that's where we get the bash may, Denise Bash May, because that her husband's last name is May. But um, I will add all of my sister's information in my show notes. So you guys can either call her, reach out to her on her website. Even if you're leaving Jacksonville, you know, she can help you with things, you know, she can even refer you to people in other states. Anything that you would need real estate wise, give her a call. I'm telling you guys, she's the best. So Shelly, my sweet sister, thank you so much for taking good care of me when I was little. And thank you so much for taking care of me on my podcast. I love you and thank you so much. Well, 
I love you so much, Leslie, and thank you for talking with me and having me on your show. I'm so thrilled to be here, and I am so proud of you, too. Oh, well, you know, we can we can talk later, and, you know, you can pay me or whatever you need to do. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'll pay you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do a little Venmo action. No. We tried really hard not to laugh through this whole thing, so we, I think we did pretty we good. Did, well, usually we're laughing so hard we can't even talk. So, no, we did really good, and, and I'm proud of that already. So that's a good thing, right? <laughs> Right, so, absolutely. But no, um, <laughs> you enjoy the rest of your day. And guys, I hope this was helpful. Um, I always try to give you guys as much uh, good content as I can. And especially on the uh, things that are going on in the world right now. It's not always about paranormal. It's not always about cryptids. And it's not always about true crime. Sometimes you just need to know what's going on in the market. So here you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, buy a house. It's a good idea. That's right. It is. So, no, again, honey, uh, love you, and uh, we'll talk soon. Love you, too, sweetheart. All right. Talk to you later. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out, and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.